Hello and welcome to Your Best Self Podcast. My name is Heather. I am a mum, I am a shift worker, I am also an online coach. And this podcast is here to help you navigate the craziness of life without forgetting about you. I want to show you how you fit in and how you can feel your best at work and at home, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. So if you resonate with any of this, then this podcast is for you. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and advice that you can action today for results. If you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, rate and send it on to a friend or even better, into a WhatsApp group chat. This is going to help me help as many women as possible feel their absolute best selves. So I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. I hope that you are all well. We are here for a client Q&A podcast, which I am super excited about. Um, We have had some incredible check-ins this week um, and I cannot wait to get stuck in and share everybody's wins, um, go over some kind of common struggles and answer your questions. But firstly, I want to say welcome to everyone who has started this week and has signed up to um, the next intake of Project Your Best Self. It's already, that that WhatsApp group is already like amazing, so supportive, everybody is sharing um, and it really, it just makes me so happy because what I've found this intake is everyone has a lot of common interest there's the majority of people in there are mums and mums of like new babies or um, young children and I feel like the community and um, the support and the advice in this group is just going to be insane like everybody helping each other out like I'm just I'm so excited and that's the thing about like accountability so signing up to a group and getting accountability from me from a coach um, I'm going to hold you to the things that you have said that you want to do the goals you want to achieve but the sense of accountability you also get from the group as well and supporting other people on their journey helping other people out on their journey like I love that I love being able to help other people out and helping other people feel they are like their best selves and feel amazing because I know like being a mum and being busy, sometimes we do push ourselves down to the bottom of the pile. And sometimes, I don't like, to, I do this as well, so it's not calling anybody out, but sometimes we do use it as a bit of an excuse, but like, oh, the kids need me to do this, or I need to do that, or I'm really busy with work, so I'm just not going to do the things that I know are going to make me feel good. But you can kind of, Stop yourself doing that because you you do have these excuses in your head. But the reality is that you cannot show up as your best self. You cannot show up as like um, fully for like your kids, your partner, your colleagues, your like patients. If you work in like with patients, you cannot show up for them if you're not taking the steps to put yourself first in your day. And it doesn't have to be um, in huge ways. Like you do not have to spend hours in the gym. You do not have to spend hours meal prepping. You do not have to eat all organic foods, etc., etc. It's just making small steps, these small non-negotiables, setting them in your day and making them a priority because you're worth feeling amazing. And I think that's the thing. It's not selfish for you to take this time for yourself. 
And I know that sometimes people do struggle with that. And I reframe that I like as knowing that for me to take the time, whether it's going to walk or going to getting a workout in or making a nutritious meal when really all I want to do is grab a flat white and a bar of chocolate, is knowing how it's going to help me show up for the, for the kids because I'm going to feel so much better doing that. So you take something that you potentially are framing as being selfish and turning it into, um, <clears throat> it's not selfish, it's how you're going to be able to show up for everybody else. And remind yourself of that every single day, because it is going to get tough. <clears throat> but thinking about how you want to show up, your intentions for that day, ticking off like your non-negotiables, what you want to do. And know as well that like these non-negotiables, like they, they are not all going to fall into place at the one time. That's okay, they don't have to. Be consistent. Consistency is going to be much more impactful than trying to be perfect with these. I would much rather you were consistent. I would much rather you focused on like maybe your calories, if I've got you tracking calories, or like your meal structure and protein first for a couple of weeks, go into the groove with that. And then you maybe looked at like steps or sleep or um, like workouts or maybe it's you, st- you start with one workout a week if you're very new to working out you start with one and you build on that because what I don't want you to what I don't want to happen is that you start and you're like oh my gosh I've got all this stuff that I need to do in my day you feel very overwhelmed you don't do it one day you think you failed and then you give up for that week like I want you to focus on being consistent so maybe that is dropping targets a little bit or going to the lower range of your targets to start with. Maybe that's just forgetting about one target just now because you find it very overwhelming. And then we can build on that, okay? Yes, this is a six-week group, but this is not a six-week shred, okay? This is changing your lifestyle, changing your habits and behaviours around food so that you can feel your best all year, okay? So think about how you want to feel this time next year, this time in five years, this time in 10 years, how you want to feel this is the starting point, okay? So forget about six weeks. Think about your future self years down the line because we are building the foundations for you to be able to maintain your results for the rest of your life, which is so exciting, so exciting. Okay, so I'm going to get straight into the wins, all right? So first one is I signed up to the programme after many years of no confidence to do a programme and put myself first. And basically, like, what I was just speaking about, like, this is it. This is why, okay? So signing up, like, so feeling, finding the confidence to sign up and put yourself first. Because, like I say, like, I know how tough this can be, like, and then, so you're pushing through this feeling, you're having that reframe with it and knowing that putting yourself first is is going to allow you to show up as your best, at your best for everyone else around you because you cannot possibly be the best for everyone if you're not looking after yourself. Um, So yes, the mum guilt will creep in. There are going to be times where you might have to leave the housework to get a workout in. Okay, There might have to be um, um, times where you are, the kids are whining, but you're going, we're, we're going to go out a walk, we're going to do it as a family, it might be a slower walk, but we're going to get it done, like, <clears throat> remember why you started, okay, was it to be a role model to your kids, was it to be able to show up as your best self at work, was it to have the energy, um, was it to, to put yourself first for a change, like, Remember why and lean into this when it starts to feel um, tough. And something that I really like to remember as well is like, for me, making sure the kids see me working out 
or making sure the kids know that where know where I'm going. So I tell them that I'm going to the gym. I tell them why I'm going to the gym. And it's not mum's going to the gym to burn calories. It's mum's going to the gym to lift weights to feel strong so that I can lift you up, so that I can run after you, so that I can lift to be a hundred and look after like your grandchildren, your great grandchildren. Like that's why. And it's like, so once your kids start to see you doing this consistently, they're like, oh, mummy's working out. Do you know what? I've got like little um, barbells and kettlebells in the, in the gym for the kids. They know how to move them. Like, because it's like you showing them what health is and how it's important. Like, not only for them, but also that you take that time for you. They're going to grow up knowing this. And for me, that is the motivation that I need. That is the inspiration that I need. And that's what I remind myself. And also, they will start to notice that mum is happier after she's had a workout. And that's, like, amazing as well. Okay, so they're probably like, mum, you need... My kids are too young to say this, but Craig says this to me sometimes, like, you need to go and work out. Because <laughs> he knows, for me, it's either working out or sleep. Usually a workout, and that's the thing... I don't know anybody who's ever regretted doing a workout. And these the workouts that I've programmed for you guys are not long, like 45 minutes to an hour and you're done. And all I'm asking you to do is, um, like, eventually down the line, commit to three of them a week. And you can do them anywhere. So if you've got a little bit of equipment, you can do them from the house or you can take yourself off to the gym and have that little bit of dedicated you time. Um, but three 45 to an hour workouts, like... That is more than manageable for the majority of people. Um, So well done for signing up, for finding the confidence to do this. And I am so excited to have you and to help you achieve your goals. Um, Next one was, I know I've still got a long way to go, but I'm feeling a lot happier and more confident in my clothes. I'm taking clothes on holiday. I didn't think I'd get to wear again. And this is just amazing. So this person's been working with me for a good couple of months now. Um, and she is just so consistent, okay, so just chipping away every single week, no week's been perfect, but she has been showing up and doing what she can and being consistent, and you should see her progress pictures, like, oh my gosh, the difference in her body composition is amazing, amazing, and I think as well, like, so, she had these clothes sitting in her wardrobe, like I know a lot of people maybe have as well, maybe resonate with as well, maybe you've got clothes and like the vacuum packs up the stairs that you think, I'm, they're up there, but I'm never going to get back into them again. This person has. So remind yourself of that. Like you can, if you want to, you can do it if you're consistent and you show up every single day and do what you can. Um, next one. I enjoyed my birthday and didn't kick the arse out of it. I had a meal out, cake and drinks. I drank my water and got my steps in. No, two though. Um, And I think this is, again, the perfect example of being consistent. So it's your birthday. Like, do you know, you can, we can all have cake. We can have cake even when it's not our birthday. Like, go back to the episode about enjoying cake, enjoying cake and stuff. And still having or making fat roll fat. Oh my gosh, why can I not speak? Go back to the last episode about enjoying cake and still achieving a fat loss goal. It can be done. You make the choice. You stay accountable to it. You make some ad- adaptations. Caveat to this is like when it's when it's your birthday, like I think that we should all be enjoying our birthdays. It happens once a year. Um, obviously, the thing is, if we're enjoying everybody's birthdays, <laughs> we might not be getting the, the results we want. But if it's your birthday, like 
have a meal out, have some cake, enjoy it. But this person also was thinking about her long-term goals, thinking about, well, do you know what, like, my calories are going to be over for her today, but what can I do towards my goals? I can very achievably drink my water, I can get my steps in. And the thing is with that is like, it's it's shifting that mindset from like being all or nothing, like, oh, it's my birthday, I'm just going to get, eat all the cake, I'm going to eat whatever I want, um, I'm not going to do anything, I'm not even going to think about my steps, I'm not even going to think about my water, I'm just going to go all in. Um, it's moving away from that all or nothing mindset and thinking about consistency. So thinking about um, what can, like what can you do? Like so ticking the boxes, so ticking the water box and ticking the step box, like it would have been very easy not to do that. But when you do do small steps, it that builds momentum that those are like little small actions towards your bigger goal. And for that, it's like that shift in mindset. So the next day you're not like, oh my God, I can't believe I like ate what I ate or I didn't work out or I didn't do anything. And then you think, oh, I've ruined it. I might as well just continue on as I was and I'll start again on Monday. You're like, no, the next day, because you have ticked some of your non-negotiables, you're like, okay, well, let's just get back on to trying to tick them all off today or trying to tick one more off today. And that consistency will build. And you will hear me say this time and time again, you have to be consistent, not perfect. You do not have to be perfect to get the results, but you do have to be consistent. Um, and I think that's a perfect example of that. Um, <clears throat> next one was, I don't think I've, I've had one win in with regards to my nutrition and fitness goals, apart from taking time out to relax and reset, okay? Now, I've put this in the wins because I actually do think that this is a win for a fitness for fitness and nutrition goals. And it's, this is why it's so important having a coach, okay? Because you could have been that this person who's been like, I just, I've not had any wins this week. You've been quite down on yourself, quite neggy. Um, and thinking that you're not making progress and having a coach to be like, well, actually, this is how I see it based on the work that you've been doing so far, your goals, etc., etc. Like, I think this is one of the most important reasons to have a coach in your corner. Um, so what I'd said to this person was that I did think it was a win because we need to take time off, to switch off and to rest, Okay. And it's very important for your fitness and your nutrition goals to do that because you cannot be on a, on a, on a, on a diet all the time and expect to get results. You cannot be on a, on a, on a because you're going to end up burning out. You have to have little breaks in between to rest, re-energise, rejuvenate and get back in um, and start smashing things again. But it's so important to have little bouts of rest, okay, whether it's a diet break, whether it's a holiday to have this in um, to get results. So for this person, I was like, right, I want you to reflect on the year that you've had, like the amount that she's worked. She has two kids, she has a dog, she owns a successful business. She's just recently left her job. She started up by herself. Like that is a very um, energy consuming year. So for her to continue on for the rest of her, the rest of her year, having that time off, having that mental break, was so important, not just for her fitness goals, but also for her um, mental, physical and emotional health, okay? And the thing about health, like, it is multifaceted, okay? It is not just, your health is not just about how you look, okay? Your health is not just about your fitness, all right? It is about 
um, like your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, like these are all intertwined, okay? So she, this person could have went on holiday and could have been thinking about her fitness and her nutrition. So she didn't switch off. She wanted to stay in a deficit. She was still going to the gym. She was still pushing for her steps. But what would this have done long term? One, it would have taken her away from her family, which is high up in her values. It would have taken her away from actual, like, the enjoyment from switching off. Um, it would have taken her away from enjoying a little bit of flexibility with her food again, enjoying some alcohol, um, not thinking about going to the gym, working out, or giving her, giving her her body a chance to rest and recover. Like, this is a whole point of holidays. And if, like me, you go on holiday once a year, like a week or two, where you're not, um, like you're not quote-unquote on it, makes no difference because you're going to be the average of your results. Um, so if you are taking some time off, two out of fifth, oh my gosh, two weeks out of 52, like think of that as a percentage of your year. It is nothing, all right? Um... So sometimes like when we go on holiday and we come back and there might be a little bit of guilt creeps in or there's a little bit of holiday blues and I can completely resonate with this because I'm just like back on holiday like I think it's been like three weeks now and I'm just feeling like I'm getting back into the swing of things Um, and I'm not going to lie to you all like I did feel when I came back my holiday I did feel a little bit a little bit of guilt um, about what I ate and what I drank. I was a bit like, oh my God, I can't believe that. I feel really sluggish. I feel quite bloated. I don't feel my best. Um, but I did have to like sit down and reframe this. Um, and I did journal through it. Uh, but for me, it was like focusing on like the memories that I made, like how much fun the kids had, how much fun we had as a family, like what we did, um, Maybe if you did some, like, if you went and did, like, seen some sites, like, maybe thinking about, like, the sites you've seen, if you tried some new foods, like, the food you tasted, like, how relaxed you felt, um, and how you felt, like, coming back, like, how chilled out you felt, like, because these things wouldn't have happened if you were, if you were still chasing that deficit on holiday or still trying to go to the gym or being preoccupied with like your, your health and your fitness goals, those stuff wasn't, wouldn't have happened. So I think this was a real big win for your nutrition and fitness goals. Um, and I think a really good practice to have is to try reframing like any negative when you start to get negative in your head, reframe these situations, look for the positive um, because there's always a positive reframe and a positive spin to be found um, like with these things. Okay, um, next one, went to the dragon for meals slash drinks. I felt in control, I ate and drank. Maybe I could have stopped at four cocktails instead of five. I did not feel guilty. I backed back up the next day and back to me eating, eating my normal breakfast. So... And then there's a there's a, a similar one after this, okay, so I was out for a family um, dinner last night, I shared a starter with my daughter, I did not finish the rice with the main course, um, I was comfortably full but not stuffed. Um, and I think that's the thing, so like these two wins are showing that you can go out and have a meal, a family meal or a meal with friends, you can enjoy yourself. One of them, uh, one win was that she didn't finish her plate because it, the food was on her plate. She ate till she was comfortably full, so she was very mindful at that meal. 
um, somebody else felt in control, she didn't feel guilty, there was no over-restriction the, the following day. It's just getting back to your non-negotiables. It's like, there's no food guilt. Like, so that these are the ones here. It's, it's known that you can enjoy these things and still make progress. Um, last one. So, week didn't get off to the best start um, for hitting my non-negotiables. A wee all weekend and then a spa day with afternoon tea on Monday and a lack of a plan on Tuesday. But please, I didn't uh, let that spiral into a whole wasted week like it normally would. I've got a plan made and have hit all my goals since Wednesday. Um, and I think that, like, so this is a, like, a really good example of moving away from that all or nothing. Okay, so... For a lot of people, myself included, like that, starting off that week, that Monday, Tuesday, I would have just, I would have in the past written that week off. I would have been like, fuck it, this is not happening this week, I'll start again ne- next week. But then see if you think about it, like, and probably like when you're doing your check-ins and stuff and you're writing these things down, it's like, well, do you know what, like, I had I, I had a spa day on Monday, so I did what I could. I didn't have a plan on Tuesday, so do you know what? See, next time this happens, I am going to have a little bit of a plan on Tuesday. But I still hit my goals Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's five days out of the week, okay? So throwing your, throwing your like, rattle out the pram in, on a Tuesday because things don't go to plan is crazy because you can turn that week around very easily. And think about that next time, okay? So next time your week doesn't get off to the best start, do not panic, do not think that that week is ruined because it is all about being consistent, okay? And you can you can turn that week around and you can still make progress towards your goal, all right? And that's exactly what this person did, which is awesome. And a lot of the, the stuff that we are going to be speaking about is, of course, there is going to be practical tips, okay? There, of course, there's going to be practical advice. There's going to be struggles and there's going to be me saying, like, well, do you know what? This is, the, like, in a, like, a practical sense, this is what you do. But the biggest change that you're going to make is in your mindset. All right, so if you're new starting, even if you're not new and starting and you need a little reminder, it is your mindset, it is the way that you are thinking about certain things. And this is going to, there's going to be some triggering moments in your journey. There's going to be some realisations in your journey. There's going to be some tough times in your journey. Okay, that is okay, that is inevitable, we want these tough times because that is how you learn and grow, do not expect that this is going to be easy sailing, it is not, flip side is this, is like, do not, like, this is not me putting you off, like, you, you, you want to work hard, you want to put the effort in because that is how you're going to feel the most, like, if you get to the end of your, I, I say the end of your journey as well, but there's not, there's, for, there's no end of the journey because you're going to constantly want to, like, change your goals and, and have a little reset and, and try, like, and, like, build on other things, but when when you finally achieve the goal, whatever that is for you, whatever's important to you, like you're gonna feel such a bigger sense of accomplishment because it was hard. Like if you got there and it was piss easy, like I don't know about you, but I don't want I don't want a goal that's really easy to achieve. I want a goal that's gonna to be tough, that's gonna to challenge me, but then I work through it and at the end I'm like, I am so proud of what I did, what I achieved, because that was tough. Okay, so know that it's going to be tough, but that's okay. But it's a lot of the mindset and it's a lot of your um, your thinking patterns and your limiting beliefs. It's all that stuff that we're going to work on. That's why the check-ins are so important. That's why you need to be checking in every single week to get 
the most out of this program um struggles so first struggle was this one made me laugh so much um so getting my steps in uh, my dog is on a super is on super short walks only just now (laughs) what's wrong with me my dog is on super short walks only um so I feel bad walking without him but it also makes me kind of lazy. I actually don't know my average step count at all. Okay, so obviously I hope that your dog is okay, but <laughs> this made me laugh because I was like, you can, your dog doesn't know where you're going when you leave, when you leave the house. Like, you can still go a walk without him. Like, <laughs> I, get, I love how having the dog is helping you keep accountable to your steps, but you also have to hold yourself accountable too, okay? So I get where you're coming from. Like, I do this with the pram, and I've noticed that especially when it's been the summer holidays, and because, like, it is harder to go a walk with Archie as well, because he's four, he's... I'm lucky the pram I've got, he, it's got, like, a little kind of... It's not for him to sit on, it's not designed that way, but he does sit on it, like, a hard shelf at the bottom. So I can do, like maybe like half hour, 45 minute walks with him. Um, but I know for a lot of people like who have like a, like their kids are at that awkward age where they don't really want to go, they don't want to walk, but they don't want to sit on a buggy board or they don't want to go in the pram and stuff. So it does get quite frustrating. Um, but you kind of just have to hold yourself accountable to it, like regardless. So it's the same with this, like, like you can be end up being a little bit lazy when the thing that is keeping you accountable to your steps, like a dog or a pram walk, um, is for some reason it's it's not there. It's not there as it's not as readily available. Um, but you do have to keep reminding yourself of why, like why you are going out a walk, trying to like up your steps and stuff and. Sometimes it's like um, we get hyper focused on steps, but it's like it's the the full point about steps and having that target is just to make you accountable to moving your body more because this is going to help manage your energy balance for the day. So how much you move in the day is a huge part of that uh, that energy balance equation. So we want to just make sure that we are we are reducing the amount of time that we're sitting. So you need to hold yourself accountable and just remember that your dog isn't does your dog doesn't know that you're going to walk out a walk without him, okay? And this person hadn't even charged her watch as well, so she wasn't even sure. So, like I think having your watch as well, it's just an, it's just another way of holding yourself accountable to your movement target, okay? So you can maybe walk like and I do this as well. So if I've got a day where um, it's not particularly busy at work um I'm sitting down quite a lot or I'm in the house and I get I get chained to my laptop because I will go literally down like a hole with like the, the business stuff and I could sit at my computer all day doing it and I will sometimes look at my watch and be like oh my gosh it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I've done 3,000 steps like shit what is going on here so sometimes having that little, remi- little bit of a reminder um having your watch on and just keeping accountable to like to a number really does help okay another thing that's going to help is like having your walks planned into your day so for me at work it's really easy I go walking every break okay might just be 10-15 minutes but I get outside and I get a walk in um when I'm not at work it is like a morning walk with Olivia in the pram or I'll try and go out a walk um, at night time when the kids are sleeping um and I just try and potter about so about the day okay so it's not going big long walks it's maybe going like a 10-15 15 minute walk 
like two, three times a day. Okay. And another thing that really helps as well is like pairing it with something you actually enjoy. So for me, I have, I absolutely love a podcast or an audiobook. So it's not a chore for me to get a walk because I'm buzzing to be like, oh my gosh, there's a new episode of whatever podcast I'm listening to at the minute. Cannot wait to go out and get that in my ears and listen. Um, but you could also think about meeting up with a friend, there's an extra bit of accountability, so you get a chat, um, a catch-up. You could even walk to a coffee shop, if there's a good coffee shop near you, um, walk to the coffee shop for a coffee, that's something you enjoy, and walk back, or maybe walk to the shops and back, kind of thing, like um, pairing up with something, especially something you enjoy, it's called like habit stacking as well. If nobody's read Atomic Habits as well, that's a really good book, and it's about building um, habits into your day. Um, and he talks about habit stacking as well. So it's like doing something, um, like pairing something up with an already established habit, all right? And that could just be something um, that really helps with any of your non-negotiable habits um, that you're wanting to um, like incorporate into your day, habit stacking them. Will can help, and also read read Atomic Habits. I've read it. I've listened to it so many times because every single time I listen to it, I'm in a slightly different part of my life, and I, I resonate with like a little bit of it differently, or something kind of jumps out at me that didn't jump out at me before. So that's a super super um, awesome book to read. Um, next struggle was. I had a large gathering at my house, lots of cake and sweets, etc. Um, I've picked a little, but was mindful, and I've tried to log as much as possible um, and as accurately as possible. Um, having the food in the house is where I struggle, as I'm a picker. So I have left two of each at home for the boys, and the rest is going to work to share with the team. <laughs> she put brackets. Sorry, guys. Um, so a couple of things in this, like so, when she said trying to track as accurately as possible, like. All tracking, if you are tracking calories, is going to be like a guesstimate, okay? What I would say as well, like if you are tracking calories and you're, the goal is to lose body fat, like overestimating is always going to be um, <clears throat> like beneficial because you are trying to create a deficit. So if you've got a little bit more of a buffer because you overestimate, um, then like that's something I would, like I would always do. So oh, I'm trying to think this was, so maybe if it's like, cake why, I, why do I always talk about cake but maybe it's like a slice of Victoria sponge and then you pop it into kahunas and there's like a range of calories that go from like 150 to like maybe 400 calories you want to pick a slice of cake at the upper end there so maybe like 350 400 and don't just always pick the lower calorie one because if you're always picking the lower calorie one then chances are that's going to eat into your deficit a little bit more because um, it's not an accurate representation. And it doesn't have to be accurate. Your tracking does not have to be and will never be 100% accurate. But we, we do want to be realistic with it. So if you're unsure of the calories, I would always overestimate um, and go on the higher end. And the next thing I want to talk about was the self-awareness that this, this um, person has built up. She's she's realised that she is a picker and that... Um, having food in the house like can be can lead her to overeat okay so she's not been like the mindset of I cannot have this food in the house it has to leave I have to get rid of it I have to put it in the bin or I have to eat it or I have to um it just cannot be in the house because I can't trust myself around it she's been like well do you know what my goal right now is fat loss I know that I will pick at this mindlessly 
So I'm just going to take control of my environment. She's not telling herself that she can't have it. She's not telling herself that the food is bad. She just has built up the self-awareness to know that she will mindlessly pick at this if it's in the house. So the intent behind that is not, um, like, it's, there's not, it's not like a bad intent, I hate that word, but it's not like a, this food is bad, I cannot have this, I have no willpower. It is, the intent behind it is like, I know I've, I have the self-awareness to know that I will pick at this. So what is in my control with it? Like, do you know what? I can actually go and share this with other people. Like, but she's left some for her kids because that's the thing. Like, if you have kids, you can't not have, like, these foods in the house. You can't get rid of them all because you can't be like, oh, mum's mom's not have like, mum's on a diet. Like, mum can't have these foods. Like, you can't do that to your, your children. Like, so you have to build, um, like, you have to have some strategies and some tools in place to have these foods in the house, to, to know that you can be around them, um, but in a mindful way. Um, so I think, again, there's, there's the reframe, um, and, again, it's the mindset behind it. It's the mindset, so the action is the same, but the mindset, the beliefs... Um, the behaviours are different, okay? So it's no longer, like, because you have no willpower and these foods are bad, because those feelings are going to mean that you maybe feel that you've failed, all right? Or you could be like, well, do you know what? I knew that I had no willpower. I knew that I would eat all that. Like, no, it's not, it's, that's, the the action behind it is not, um, it is not that. It is that the, sorry, the belief behind it is not that you don't have any willpower. Like, the belief behind it is, like, do you know what? I've built the self-awareness through journaling, um, or through, like, checking in and through feedback that I am a picker. So, yes, I could have this in the house. Yes, I could, I could track it, I could make it part of my, my day, I just don't really want to because it's not aligned with my goals, okay, it's an empowered choice that you're making here. Um, <clears throat> next struggle, um, da, 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 where are we? Um, so, was a bit about getting back to routine, okay, so a couple of um, struggles. So one was like getting back into routine, feeling a bit out of, out of sorts the end of this week and then thinking Friday was Saturday, I'm a bit all over the place. And the next one was somebody who's been in, col- in holiday. So she was on an all-inclusive holiday. She was down out drinking a lot. And um, she decided just to go for it because she wanted to. Okay, so again, there was an empowered choice. She decided that she wanted to eat a little bit more on holiday. Um, and she made that choice. She was accountable to that choice and now she's back um, and it's about going back into that routine and that structure, okay? So although she's not said this as a struggle, I wanted to tag it with that because I know a lot of people can feel when they come back from a holiday, especially if they, they did eat and drink a little bit more, getting back into that routine can feel a little bit um, trickier. I know that I felt that when I came back my holidays. Um, so... I think like when it comes to getting back into routine, whether it is because of a holiday or because of how you're feeling um, and then like mixing up your days and stuff like that, it's about always coming back to your non-negotiables. Okay, these non-negotiable habits have been set for a reason, all right? They are not just for fat loss, they are here for health. They're going to help improve your health, um, mental, physical, like your well-being, your energy levels, your mood. Like they're going to help you 
day to day, these are what create your structure, what create your routine. It's getting back to these as quickly as possible, okay? So if you have a holiday, don't get back your holiday and wait another couple of weeks before you get back into these. Get back into them straight away. Like, yes, they might feel a little bit, like, sluggish, a little bit juttery, but the quicker you get back into them, the quicker you're going to heal, the quicker you're going to feel better. Um, And it's the same as, like, if you have a quote-unquote bad day. Like, instead of thinking, like, oh, I've ruined it, when can I, like, I'm just going to wait until Monday. No, get back to things, like, get back to non-negotiables and ticking them off the following day, okay? And like I said before, it's about being consistent with these, not perfect, all right? So you do not have to hit every single one of them perfectly every single day, but you do have to show up and do what you can. So what I mean by that is if your step count is, like, 10,000 steps, for instance, and you're like me, maybe one day you're sitting at the computer and you're at four o'clock and then you've only did, like, 3,000 steps, like, so you know getting to 10,000 is not achievable for that day, but getting to six is, and that's about being consistent and doing what you can. So it's about pushing um, every single day and showing up and just, like, ticking off, but getting back into the team, getting back to some structure, like, it's your non-negotiables, like, these will always be, those six habits are something you want to fall back onto every single day, um, because that is going to be your routine and your, your structure, okay? Um, so, what came up a couple of times, which I love, is moving away from tracking, okay? And the reason I think that it's, it's coming up um, like more often now is because there's there's a, a small group of you guys in the Empower program who are um, probably about like three months in and you're now feeling like you are at a point where you do want to move away from tracking. And tracking is not a lifelong tool, okay? Don't know if I've said that before. Lol. Um, it's not a lifelong tool. We do not want to be doing this for the rest of our lives. Um, we want to have some other strategies that we can turn to um, that's going to help us, well, one, maintain results if you're at a point where you want to maintain your results, two, continue to get results if you're still, if you still have, like, fat loss goals that you want to continue to achieve, but you're just feeling like tracking is just, it's not feeling very congruent to you anymore. Maybe your values have changed, maybe... um, like where you are in your journey has changed and you want to move away from it which is perfectly fine okay I don't track anymore but when I did track I did like I tracked for about 18 months and I was a bit dubious to actually say that there because I don't now the education that I have and knowing what I have now that's too long to track okay the full point of tracking is to build uh, an awareness around the calories the energies that's in your food portion sizes your habits and behaviors around food it can act as a really um, good way to stay accountable to like a calorie target but do that you, you'll get the benefits from that for, for like a couple of months at the very most and then you want to find a way or you want to find different ways that are going to get you the same res- same results without tracking, okay? So you should not be tracking um, for a considerable amount of time. I'm just going to grab a wee drink. Um, so what I want to do is kind of um, speak about some of the struggles. So 
I still feel I need the control I get from tracking, but and but now but no, it's not forever. Should I start not tracking for a day, maybe once or twice a week, then build it up? Um. So let's just I was going to say all the struggles, but let's just do one at a time, okay? So for this person, I would do a little bit of journaling, okay? So why do you feel like tracking gives you a sense of control? Is the first question that I would ask. Because I do get it to a certain extent, like you have that calorie target, you have that number that that is holding you accountable, but we need to be able to move away from that. We need to be able to feel that sense of control without kahunas, without my fitness pill, whatever you're tracking on, we need to, to feel like we can, that we have structure and we have um, built that without tracking so the first question that I would get you to answer is why? Why do you feel like it is tracking that you're getting, like tracking is giving you that control? Like what else would help you feel like you were in control of your nutrition without tracking? Okay. And then the next part of that is, um, should I start not tracking for a day, maybe once or twice a week and build it up? So yeah, there's a resource that's going to be coming out this week and I'm going to record a podcast about moving away from tracking but there are two approaches so there is an immediate approach where you can just completely remove tracking like straight away cold turkey um, and find like well we can work on other ways um, of like other non-tracking methods okay or there's a physic approach so that might mean that you don't track calories for one day a week and then it's two days and then we build it up that way or it could be that you don't track your main meals you only track your snacks or it could be you only track at the weekend or it could be you only track your um you don't track your evening meal you only track like breakfast lunch and a snack for instance like there's ways to phase it out um and if you feel that that's potentially the best approach for you then that's something we do but yeah so we don't track maybe one or two days and then we we build it up, okay. Um, the next struggle was I'm still not under calories. I just can't seem to limit my eating. I'm not massively over, but obviously enough to hamper any fat loss. I've no excuse. I know I could do better. I'm getting bored of tracking now and keen to move on, but I don't know if that's a good idea given these struggles. And then the next struggle, which was kind of similar, um. Attempted a non-tracking week, but started tracking on Wednesday because I felt so rubbish. Completely bloated and felt disgusting, in um, bracket cycle-related. Then I made the mistake of stepping on the scales, um, and going back to tracking made me feel more in control. And again, for this person, it's like going back to that question that I said, like, why does tracking give you the sense of control, okay? And how else can you get it? Like, was this a scale thing? Was this a, a mood thing? Was it a hormonal thing? Like, why does tracking give you the sense of control? Um, like, what like what was the trigger? And how else can you get that sense of control that, that is not going to mean tracking? Because we can't be tracking for the rest of our lives. And for somebody, like, so for you two guys in particular who feel like that, like tracking um, gives you that sense of control, moving away from tracking is going to feel hard. It's going to feel tough. It's going to be your default. You're going to want to go back to it. But we need to keep pushing forward and finding other ways um, of getting or feeling that control without calorie counting. 
okay? Um, and another thing to think about is like, what what is the worry about removing tracking? So what is it you're worried about? So is it that you, you feel like you will have no control? Or is it that you feel that you're going to gain weight? Or you're going to go back to like old habits and behaviours? Like what is what is the worry about removing tracking? And then thinking about that worry and how can you address that fear or that worry in a supportive and healthy way, okay? It's getting down, it's, it's journaling, it's getting it's building that self-awareness, like, but we need to get down to the nitty-gritty of why, why it feels tough, why you feel like the tracking gives you that control, and then moving forward from here, all right? Um, the first struggle, I feel this is, this is very bitty, isn't it? Like, I hope this is making sense to you guys. I am going to record, like, a dedicated podcast on this um so the first person is about like basically like limiting her eating so she is overeating in the evening okay and i think it's like finding the like working out the reason why you're overeating in, in the evening like is it a boredom thing is it a habit thing is it a, like a stress is it an anxiety like, what is the reason? Why? And then trying to, again, we're building in that, like, self-care toolbox, that emotional regulation toolbox. What non-food activities are going to bring you, like, a sense of relief or a sense of joy, okay? Um, and that is, like, so that is going to help with that emotional regulation in the evening when you, de- when you decide or when, when you do tend to overeat. Um, and potentially, like, you're saying that you're getting bored of tracking, like, it could be a boredom thing as well. The thing about tracking is, like, it it does get boring. It's time-consuming, especially at the start, and it can be very boring. And also, sometimes it can take away the joy from food because you are only thinking about it, or sometimes what happens is a lot of people only think about it in uh, that food has X amount of calories, so you're not thinking about how you actually feel when you're eating it. You, you sometimes can you get out, you move out of your body, and that can take away a bit of the joy with food. So sometimes it's like, oh, I can have a chocolate bar because I've got two hundred calories left, instead of being like, oh my gosh, like look at this chocolate bar, like that that looks amazing. I'm going to sit down and have, and I'm going to eat that. I'm really going to enjoy it, and I'm going to think about how it's making me feel. And you get so much more out of that experience. And maybe it means that you only have half the chocolate bar and then you decide that's actually enough. Whereas sometimes when you're tracking calories, you're like, I'm just going to have the full chocolate bar because I've got calories for it. Like, But just because you've got the calories for it, like, it doesn't mean to say you have to eat it all if it's if it's not serving you, if, you, if you've got the most of the, the enjoyment out of it. Like, you can stop and and like only have half the bar if that's what you decide to do. And that's where sometimes calorie, like that's where calorie tracking is one of the the cons. It's like it, it, you you move away from how the food actually makes you feel. Um, you move away from like listening to your own body's hunger and fullness signals. And again, that takes time to build all this stuff back up. You're not starting from scratch because you've built up this huge education um, on food. And the energy availability in food, the portion sizes that you're having, your habits and behaviours around about food. Like you've built up this huge knowledge base. But now it's just time to use that knowledge base in a slightly different way. And then we're going to tune into a more intuitive way of eating 
Um, and that's really listening to your body. And for some people, that can be scary as well because they're like, I don't know how to listen to my body. And that is going to take time. It's going to take some self-awareness. Some things that can help in, about that is like actually like having like a kind of self-check, a daily self-check. So this is where you would potentially like jot down like how you felt about your eating that day like what went well what challenges did you face like how did you respond and if you didn't respond in a way that was the most helpful that day how can you how can you change that to be better tomorrow um so that's like kind of like a, a couple little tips um about like moving away from tracking and something I want to touch on as well, it's like one of the, one of the struggles was about moving, going back to tracking because of her mood and how this impacted like how she felt. So that was like bloating, hormonal related, stepping on the scales. So that's the thing about like, so your mood and hormones, these can have an impact on body image and when this happens, when your body image, when your when your body changes, maybe you feel more bloated um, because of hormonal changes, we don't have a lot of control over that, okay? So sometimes we want to cling to control in other ways. For example, tracking calories. But is that the most helpful way? Like, you've already said that you want to move away from tracking calories, so actually keeping going back to tracking calories is not the most helpful way, okay? So we need to think, think about... Um, like what we do have control over. So we don't have control over the scales. We don't over, we don't have control over our hormones and how these are going to impact like our body and, and our body image. But we have control of how we can respond to it. And responding to it by always turning back or always going back to tracking calories is probably not going to be the most helpful way for you just now okay and that's going to feel tough as well because that's your default at the minute is to go back to tracking calories because you feel that sense of control um so we need to find another default for you um, which will take time but that's okay so I hope that helped I, I get that was godly I, I went back and forth a little bit there with like the struggles and stuff but there was like, quite a lot to pick apart um and I will do more justice in the dedicated podcast I promise Right, so I'm going to go to questions. So I'm currently focusing on maintaining and my current training block is all about strength. So I'm focused on actually making some improvements, but it would be nice to drop slightly so I don't have to worry about cutting again. Okay, so basically should this person focus on fat loss or maintaining? Okay, so the thing about this, okay, so there's always going to be a trade-off. So when you're very new to lifting weights and you have like um, quite a lot of body fat to lose, you will be able to simultaneously, so at the same time, you're going to be able to drop body fat and build muscle, all right? But the longer you do that, um, like the less the less of an impact that will be. And you're, all, you're going to come to a point in your journey where you're going to have to pick whether you build muscle or whether you keep in a deficit okay because you're not going to be able to do to effectively build muscle in a deficit because to build muscle this is like it requires energy okay so bringing for some people bringing their calories up to maintenance um or in a slight surplus for like a period of time 
to help give your body like the energy that it needs to perform at its best on training days, to recover from training days, to lift more, to challenge the muscles, to break, to help them break down, to help them build back up, um, is going to actually get you better results. So that so that like there is going to be a trade off because obviously when you are when you bring your calories up, even to main like to maintenance, like you're still going to be able to maintain your weight. That like that's like the the full point of maintenance is maintaining your like your your weight, your body composition, etc. Not your body composition, sorry, because you're still going to, you're going to be building muscles. So your body composition will change, um, but it is going to be going to be about maintaining your weight like within a certain like range. Okay, um, but that might mean that fat loss has to take a back seat. But it is because, but that has to happen. It's part of the journey, because what's going to happen then is like once you have built muscle, then when you go into like the deficit again, so you decide that you want to drop a little bit of body fat, your body composition is going to look completely different because you've built more muscle there's more muscle to see and sometimes a lot for a lot of people who potentially don't focus on lifting weights and building muscle um they drop body fat they lose this they drop a lot of like a lot of weight but they don't look any different because they've not built up the muscle underneath so like maybe not this person in particular but for a lot of people who are thinking about um who have dropped quite a lot of body weight but they don't look any different and they're like I want to look different like for you what you might have to do is go up to maintenance focus on building um building muscle so moving like so lifting weights that's going to build muscle it's going to put put um like shape it's going to tone the muscle it's going to help you um it's going to change your body composition and then you maybe look at but losing a little bit of body fat if you want to further down the line all right so I think like remembering there's always going to be a trade-off, okay? So for you, your current block is focused on strength, okay? You're not going to build as much strength and muscle effectively if you're in a deficit, all right? But that's a choice that you need to make. Like I will I will support you on that, that journey, whatever journey you decide to take. But thinking about the, the greater... Um, like the, the kind of long-term plan. So two kilos, like that, that would be the drop that you would need to take next um, comp. So if you were maintaining your body weight currently, but actually getting more out of your strength training um, and then dropping a little bit of body fat, like when the next comp happens, like would that be more beneficial than staying in the deficit just now, not getting as much out of your training? Um, and, you know... But just like to, to stay at that lower body weight, like I don't know, like that's a choice that you need to make and I will help support you. But yeah, you just have to kind of work through that and let me know. So that's the end of this QA episode. Thank you for listening, for your attention. I hope that you got a lot out of that. If you have any questions regarding this, please let me know. Drop me a message either heather.fitness.moffat on Instagram or I'll leave my WhatsApp handle on the show notes. And if you're a client, you have my number anyway, so drop me a message at any time. Um, and I hope you all have lovely days and I will speak to you all on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate your time and attention. 
If you enjoyed this episode, then I would be so, 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 so grateful if you shared it with just one person. And that's going to help me help as many women as possible. And if you're interested in how I can help you, um, then please get in touch. You can find me on Instagram at heather.moffat.fitness or I'll leave a link to my WhatsApp below.